fresh off of fleeing from his civil fraud trial in New York, getting a gag order imposed on him. Donald Trump went to Iowa and New Hampshire over the past 72 hours, where he said things like, Hannibal Lecter loves him. General Mark Milley is stupid. His body is much better than the body of President Biden. And most recently and horrifically, as if that wasn't bad enough, that the terrorist attacks in Israel are, quote, incredible. And then after making that horrific statement, Donald Trump said, do you want to hear the snake poem? Don't you love the snake? I mean, absolutely abysmal. And this was just a small sample of the deranged and delusional things he has been saying. Oh, yeah. And he just posted that Forbes magazine conspired with the New York Attorney General Letitia James to interfere with the election. According to Donald Trump, Forbes is in on it also. Following the horrific Hamas terrorist attack on Israel, MAGA Republicans saw it as an opportunity. They used it as an opportunity to spread lies. Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the Republican National Committee, expressly stated during an interview that the terrorist attacks were, quote, a great opportunity for Republicans. It's a direct quote. Republicans proceeded to lie that the Biden administration gave $6 billion of American taxpayer money to Iran to funnel to Hamas. This is absolutely 100% totally false. MAGA Republicans today, they were not done spreading disinformation and lies, said that President Biden had called a lid, which means he stopped working because he didn't care enough about the international crisis when, in fact, he was preparing a statement from world leaders from the UK, France, Germany, and Italy on Israel more attempts to smear and attack President Biden during an international crisis. Folks, this is a time when America should be united and in the past would always be united. But MAGA Republicans are not just attacking Biden all day with easily debunked lies. They are effectively destroying our government from within. We don't have a Speaker of the House because of MAGA Republicans. We don't have an ambassador to Israel and many other ambassadorships filled because MAGA Republicans are blocking it. We don't have a confirmed chief of naval operations and many other top military posts because MAGA Republican Tommy Tuberville is being a traitor and blocking it. It's outrageous behavior. That benefits our enemies. Our enemies could not be asking for more right now than what the MAGA Republicans are giving them. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. And it's not both sides. It's from MAGA. And sadly, at this point, we can expect nothing less from this traitorous political party. Speaking of the speaker's race, MAGA Republicans are in total disarray there, as I mentioned. They're considering MAGA Republican Jim Jordan as speaker of the House. Yes, Jim Jordan, who covered up sexual abuse at his last job 
at the Ohio State University when he was a wrestling coach before becoming a member of Congress. And then earlier in the day, Kevin McCarthy, fresh off of self-flagellation and humiliation, is now acting like he may run again for Speaker of the House. Seriously, we also have some more special counsel Jack Smith updates as he is fighting against Donald Trump trying to delay the various federal criminal prosecutions. And President Biden announced on Friday a blockbuster jobs report showing that employers added 336,000 new jobs in September, exceeding economist expectations by nearly twofold. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. This is the Midas Touch Podcast. Joined by Brett. Jordy is not feeling that well today. So unfortunately, you just get Brett and Ben. We wish Jordy a speedy recovery. Brett, a lot to report. And again, as I said in the intro, this is a horrific international crisis caused by these Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel. In the past, we would put aside political parties as a country and come together right now. But you see what MAGA Republicans have done to this country right now. And reflexively, they went to attack President Biden with lies. And one of the things that you posted on our various platforms, including there were stories on MidasTouch.com about it, is we really should be reflecting on the fact that when Donald Trump took office, one of the very first acts he did was invite the top Russian officials, Sergei Lavrov and, and Kalinskiak, to the Oval it's Office. Like to the Oval Office as one of the very first acts, had meetings with them where nobody else was there. Then he met with Putin in Helsinki with nobody else present and nobody else there. And we know that Russia is supporting Iran, which is supporting Hamas right now. We know this is all part of an international order that Putin and Trump and others want to create that is destructive to our alliances and destructive of democracy. Yeah, I mean, when an international crisis strikes, it really shows just how dangerous these Republicans are, like Tommy Tuberville's hold on military promotions, like all these actions by these MAGA Republicans, like their subservience to Russia, like Donald Trump leaking classified intelligence to Russia. And that happened. And Donald Trump, in fact, admitted it happened in 2017. And he said, well, I have the absolute right to do it. You know, the same way that he talks about leaking all this classified information today, that's the way he was speaking about handling classified information when he was in the White House. And while he was in the White House, he may have had the absolute right to share whatever information that he wanted with our adversaries. But that does not make it the right thing to do to share the most classified information about our allies given to us by our allies confidentially, confidential information, giving it to our adversaries who are allies with Israel's most number one enemy. And they feared at the time. The New York Times wrote about this. Foreignpolicy.com wrote about this. Numerous foreign policy experts were speaking about this. They were fearful. What if this intelligence that Donald Trump leaked to the Russians, admittedly in the White House, 
What if that ended up in the hands of Iran? That was everybody's worst fear. And I think we could make an educated guess that it's quite possible that that, in fact, happened. Now, we know that Donald Trump also met with the Russians at least five times, met with Putin at least five times and refused to have anybody else from the State Department in those meetings with him, refused to take any notes of those meetings. Nobody knows what was said, but we have seen how loose Donald Trump is with our national secrets, with the national secrets of other countries. I mean, heck, last week it was reported that he was giving away national secrets about our nuclear submarines to some random Australian billionaire inside Mar-a-Lago, I guess to, to sound cool. I, I, I don't know what his purpose was there, but if he's willing to be so flippant with our national secrets at Mar-a-Lago, imagine how he wanted to try to appear when he was on a one-on-one meeting with Vladimir Putin face to face. This man and this party have done so much damage to the United States of America and to the world. And we are seeing the results of that recently with all the events in Israel and in Gaza. We are seeing also the proliferation of vast amounts of disinformation online. And it is all by design and it is all spread at the top by these MAGA Republicans and their influencers, the chief spreaders of the lies and the disinformation on platforms like X, which since Elon Musk has just run absolutely rampant with disinformation, it is near impossible to understand what is actual reliable information and what is fake information due to the way that that website now operates. The main people spreading all of these lies, all the BS, are people like Don Jr., like Eric Trump, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, and like all the other House Republicans who just gang up and spread lies. This is not the party of America first. This is the blame America first policy. And there is never a crisis that they see that they don't want to exploit. I mean, imagine if we had these MAGA Republicans back when 9-11 occurred. Imagine if we had a Democrat in power then. Would they have blamed the Democrats for the attack? Would they have blamed America? Absolutely. Absolutely. The first thing they do is blame America. It's always the United States' fault, no matter what the international incident is. And every time I see their comments, though, I am so glad that these people are not in the presidency, do not occupy the executive branch, because they don't act in a measured way. Like today, Ben, and we'll get to all the various pieces of disinformation, But today, what was the big lie they were spreading today? It was about that lid, because the White House called the lid after they spoke with the press earlier today. President Biden did a press conference yesterday. So immediately, immediately they flood the digital airwaves, so to speak, with President Biden. Oh, he must be going to sleep the rest of the day. (laughs) Oh, I guess no one's in the White House, no leadership. When the reason why they called the lid was so that President Biden could actually get shit done, which they're not used to. They could actually he could actually get to work, bring together the international leaders to figure out a multinational statement to support Israel and to support this fight. And what were Republicans do? They were tweeting or posting or whatever you call it on this app because they view the world through the prism of social media. They're on social media all day. They think tweeting is governing. When actually the stuff that President Biden is doing, the stuff that Democrats are actually doing out in the field, working with people, working with our international leaders, that is actual work. That is actual governing. And the White House actually called out Stephen Miller in particular because Stephen Miller 
was one of the spreaders of this lid lie. He was like, everyone knows when the president calls a lid, that means he's not doing anything the rest of the day. And one of the White House press secretaries made some sort of comment like, well, I think Stephen Miller just gave away the game with the Trump White House that every time he called the lid, that meant that he was taking off the rest of the day. Like most presidents, that means that there's actually a hard work ahead of them and they don't have the time to be standing there for the press all day long because they need to get to real government business. But if that's what you were doing when you were president, when 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 you occupied the White House, okay, good to know. But this is a president who actually wants to get shit done. Yeah, Donald Trump would call a lid when he would play golf for the day. And like his like Donald Trump's itinerary would be like many meetings of important business and that's what would go out to the press who apparently love being disrespected the same way the MAGA Republican followers love to be disrespected because they would just allow that to take place, right? You have the legacy media would rather instantaneously and reflexively attack President Biden for calling a lid while he's getting an important international statement put together where they were where the media the same people were treated like absolute trash by Donald Trump and Trump would call a lid like he did when he brought the top Russian officials back in the Oval Office without any uh, accountability or any of his staff there. Well, that's one of the times Trump called the lid. And Donald Trump also called the lid when he would play golf and he would disappear for the day and not do anything. In fact, if you added up all of the days Donald Trump played golf, it was more than a year of his term in the presidency playing golf. We did a video of it back in 2020 when we were doing when we were cutting those videos every single day. And by the way, we should cut more of those videos every day. I want to show one of them in a little bit as well, which is our video of Trump the snake as we get closer to 2024. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Donald, that's what Donald Trump was doing when he would call the lid. And, and what you see with these MAGA Republicans are number one, they're aiding and abetting the, con, the, the the behavior of our enemies and the world order that our enemies want to create. And they're reflexively blame America first, MAGA Republicans. No matter what the issue is, blame America, blame Joe Biden, come up with something that mocks Joe Biden, you know, own the libs, you know, and it's outrageous. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this story too, because I know we we put a video over the weekend it was called how conservatives and you know actual republicans are fleeing from the maga republican party because they've gotten so extreme with trump and it's just so obvious they they hate america like they just do like just listen to the things that they are saying and just view their action it's not hyperbole view their action and you know you start getting hundreds of statements and thousands of statements of people who tell you look no, i incredible. left the republican party because of this i see it i know legacy media isn't talking about it's happened to me and I met uh, with uh, Michael Popak over this week, and I got to see Popak in person, which was great. As we planned the expansion, in person. Of, look at of that. Legal AF. But you know, there were lots of people at the spot that we were at that actually recognized us, believe it or not. And there was a group of people who were telling us that, look, they were like, the reality is, is that I never considered myself much of a Democrat or but yeah. or a Republican, you know, but. What resonates to me is they go, when you do the comparisons and you show like, this is what Trump is doing and this is what Biden is doing, they're like, I don't see how anybody can look at that and be okay with that at all. And they're like, and I ben, can't that's why they're trying, that's why, you know, 
it's got sort of a double-edged sword for these Republicans, though, right? Because they've really taken over these platforms like X, right? And X is where a lot – that's Twitter for those people who don't know. Did you ever know. think I, you'd be saying that, though, when we talked about the, a year ago? Did you ever think you'd be like, absurd. Twitter is called X. Elon Musk recommends now that for coverage you file you follow – overtly anti-Semitic accounts known for spreading lies. And that's the way this app would be operating. I mean, that's literally no, what he did. It, Sorry to interrupt you, Brad. He said, follow this count at war monitors, you know, does like horrifically anti-Semitic posts. Like yeah, no, they, they, they were ridiculous. Them, and there are some of them. And there are some of them. Right some of them. I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll, yeah, no, I won't read them, but I'll let the folks uh, read them in their heads at, at home. If you're uh, listening on audio, you can check them out. But just know they are absolutely vile and anti Semitic. And this is the account who Elon Musk said to follow for updates on the Israel situation. They said, these are the accounts you need to follow. And these are some of the chief spreaders of disinformation on this app that journalists look at, that politicians look at. And like I said before, I saw people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Green and Eric Trump and all of these MAGA people constantly posting just fake videos. And that helps nobody. It helps nobody if you're posting yeah. fake videos of, of cities getting bombed or children getting tortured. It's just sick and it's disgusting and it's helping nobody. And here's the thing too, like if President Biden and the facts were that he gave $6 billion of American taxpayer money to Iran to funnel to Hamas that led to this event, I would be absolutely livid. That's why the lie is so despicable because when you prey on people's emotions in a in a time where you need accurate data, I'd be like, yeah, that that's outrageous. Why would we ever do that? And then when you go, it's false. Wait a minute. Just is a little bit of it false? Is it less money? No, all of it's false. Like, what, what do you mean all of it false? Is all of it false? Like, the money hasn't been released yet, false. And that it's not going to Iran. And that the Trump administration supported similar humanitarian type, type aid that could go to businesses targeted and controlled by the Treasury Department. Oh, and that, again, None of it has been released, so it would be impossible, and it was not going to the government of Iran. You go, wait a minute. So all of that was a lie. They made that up during this critical motion. As I'm watching a horrific terrorist attack unfold, the MAGA Republicans say, I want to spread that lie. And it's the same thing when it comes to the 17 audio recordings. Like I'm someone who follows the evidence. So if they're telling me that they've got a whistleblower, the MAGA Republicans, because I'm thinking, okay, it's the House Oversight Committee, right? It's this august body that cares, that should care about evidence. And they're going and saying they have 17, a very specific number. Very specific number. Recordings. An, an, an odd number. I feel like on purpose. The eight, eight, 18. Biden engaged in bribery with his son, Hunter. It's on recording, indisputable. It's on audio recordings. The same way we've all heard actual audio recordings of Donald Trump. And I'm like, that's outrageous. That makes me angry. If there was one of 17 like that, I, I don't care that I think that he has good jobs numbers. Corruption is corruption, and I'm going to call it out. So, and and then and then if it turns out that there's zero audio recordings, that it's all made up, that they just lied about it, like completely lied about it, and they do this now 
where reflexively I know when they reflexively lie, that's what it is. Every times everything they say is a lie and disinformation. And, and Ben, but, that's why I'm so glad, sorry to cut you off, that's why I'm so glad that we've made media literacy such an important part of this podcast and why we call out all this disinformation every single episode. And I feel like often you'll hear me say, never trust anything these people say unless it's proven to be true later on. And it kind of instinctively, I feel like we were all preparing for this moment. And I know that our audience out there, when you see those clips, you probably have to have that instinct also from listening to the show and from your own intuition now, where you see something and you go, I don't know about this. I let, let, let me look into it. Let me actually see the data uh, underneath this. And then you find out, oh, once again, they're completely lying again. But to do it in the midst of this tragedy, to do it in the midst of all these people being ruthlessly murdered is just that such the depths of depravity there are just beyond my comprehension. It is just so, so, so abhorrent. And that's why I am really glad that there are actually level-headed people who maybe aren't on X all day, who aren't on social media all day, who are actually leading the country and not just tweeting out provocative things and trying to rile the country up. I mean, even right now at this moment, I see people like Charlie Kirk and Don Jr. do really, really dangerous stuff, like call on all Americans, everybody, now you have to buy your AR-15s. You don't know if your neighbor is a Hamas terrorist who's going to kill you. So you better get those guns and you better be pre- – this is stuff they're saying online right yeah. now. It's so wildly dangerous and they are thirsting. They are thirsting for an attack on American citizens. They so want it to happen so that they could go, look, we warned you. We, war- we warned this was going to happen even if they're the ones who caused the attack. They want the attack to happen, and it's absolutely demented and sick. And that's why they're the blame America first, MAGA party, attack America, do anything possible to try to seize power. And I think it is important when we show, here's what Trump has been saying over the past 48, 72 hours. So you can contrast it the same way that people told me that's what one of their big takeaways is to normalcy. We can't forget what normalcy, compassion, being unapologetically pro-democracy, what that looks like. And that's why we have to highlight that as well. And we need to talk about what President Biden is saying and doing. And we'll talk about the international statement that was just released in, in a little bit. But let me just show you, this was Donald Trump in Iowa. And let me show you what went down. He was in Iowa over the weekend at two separate speeches that he gave. Then he was in New Hampshire today. And he remember, he dismissed the $500 million federal lawsuit he brought against Michael Cohen and claimed that one of the reasons he did it was not because he was too afraid to have his deposition taken, which is the moment he ended up dismissing the case. But he claims it was because of Columbus Day and he had to speak in New Hampshire. He picked the day of October 9th. And one thing that you see also with Donald Trump over and over again, you know, he dismissed the case against Michael Cohen. He dismissed the case where he sued Judge Ngoron. He dismissed the cases that he filed against New York Attorney General Letitia James. He claimed he was going to show up on Capitol Hill in the speaker's race. He didn't do that. There's a pattern there over and over again of his performative 
fascist moves, once they are confronted, he cowers because he is so utterly weak. And that you see it over and over again here. But let me show you. So just pull up these photos, Brett, of like the outside of the event where you see these – yeah, you see the types of vehicles that are that are there. Um, they're wrapped with Donald Trump ha- having a six pack with his head um, superimposed on a, someone's body with a six pack. Another one of him holding a gun and shooting a gun like Scarface. Like that's the person's car that they they drive around in that vehicle all, all, all day. Um, so, so that's what's outside of, of the event. And then when you speak with people there, like this is the modern day Republican Party now. This, the, these are the people who try to say this is conservative, which is why I say there's nothing conservative about that. There's another C word. It's a cult. It's a complete and utter cult right now. And here is, just for example, two people, um, or here's a woman saying that here's the reason that she supports Donald Trump. Here, let's, yeah. let's play that clip. President Trump works for God, and God is all about America, and God is the one that's going to save America, but actually, he's using President Trump as one of his tools. So that's why we support President Trump, because he works for God. Amen. Amen. I mean, imagine actually thinking that, number one. Number two, articulating that uh, publicly. But that is what the MAGA Republican Party has become. Great work, Mitch McConnell. This is your legacy. Those, and and I could show you 30 other clips like that, but they're all like that. Okay, I'll just show you this other one. Before the event takes place, there is an opening prayer that inspires the cult. And so here's someone who calls themselves a pastor who absolutely is anything but based on the types of things that are being said here, the prayer is to silence all those who stand against Donald Trump. That's actually the prayer they do at the beginning of these events. Play the clip. We pray that you will impart wisdom to our president as he goes forth to stand in our place. We ask that those who stand against him would be put to silence that those horrendous actions against him and his family would be exposed and struck down. When we leave this place, give us the courage to say no to evil. Give us the victory over addictions and vices that harm us and our families, and give us the courage to stand with President Trump in the caucuses and in the election to come. We ask for your guidance, wisdom, and power in Jesus' almighty and all-powerful name. Amen. That's what you ask for in the name of Jesus. You say to silence the political adversaries of Donald Trump. I mean, again, that is who the MAGA Republican Party is. Again, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, that's your legacy. And I want to be clear, though, as we know, that is a shrinking base each and every day. And it's incumbent on all of us to share this because legacy media doesn't show this stuff, right? If you're watching any legacy media, they go and Donald Trump emerged in the crowd and they were screaming, Actually. Trump, Trump, Trump. And then he said, Biden, 
You're fired. And the crowd erupted as Donald Trump talked about the wall. That's how legacy media covers this. Yeah, let's ben, ben, and I have, ben and I have read now dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of articles that cover these Trump events in their locales. And like We've read what the Iowa paper says about his Iowa events, what the Wisconsin paper says about his Wisconsin events, and they are always like that verbatim. And so they might be like, and Donald Trump spoke about his thoughts on the strong military. Military. And I go, okay, so what, what is he saying about the military? I just let's 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 play the clip of what he's saying about the military. Oh, he's calling one of the US generals stupid? Okay, let's you, you didn't mention that, but we have that clip. We take every little tent, we take all the big tents, we take the army tanks, the planes, we take everything. Yeah. And I had a couple of guys, like this guy Millie. What a what a stupid person he is. Millie, no, he's a stupid. Sir! He said to me, it's cheaper to leave the equipment than it is to take it. Like, if you saw this, <laughs> if you saw this stuff in Handmaid's Tale or any other kind of dystopian TV show or movie, you'd be like, that's this is some really dark effed up stuff that's going on here. But this is just every single day at a Trump rally. And speaking of uh, dystopian worlds and dark movies, Donald Trump then went in his rally to say how much Hannibal Lecter loves him. That's legitimately what he said. And I don't know if he's talking about Anthony Hopkins here or what. Anthony Hopkins has never said anything positive publicly about Donald Trump. He actually says that he's not even, doesn't even pay attention to politics and doesn't want to get have anything to do with politics. But Trump here saying that Hannibal Lecter loves him. This is what he's saying as the attacks are unfolding in Israel and people are, uh, this is what they came to see. Why? Because that's a vicious thing. I said, that's silence of the lamb. You know what that is? Has anybody seen silence of the lambs? Hannibal Lecter, how great an actor was he? You know why I like him? Because he said on television on one of the I love Donald Trump, so I love him. I love him. I love him. He said that a long time ago, and once he said that he was in my camp, I was in his camp. I don't care if he was the worst actor. I'd say he was great to me. Okay, I here's my theory on that. I think yeah. he believes that Anthony Hopkins is John Voight. Oh, that's very possible. Same way he thinks that... Uh, the Obama's currently in office and that Biden started World War II, he's got that thing going right now. I think he believes that Hopkins is John Voight and Voight supports him. And that's how he's, conf you know, he's confusing it in, in, in his mind. Isn't it weird that I've studied the pathology of this maniac so much that I think I could pretty, <laughs> I could pretty much nail what's going on, what's going on. I do it, folks, like so that. you don't have to do it. I do it so you don't have to do it. Here, thank thank here you for your service. Donald Trump saying that, um, that he, he believes he's very powerful because China called him sir. Play this clip. And you wouldn't be having all the problems that you have right now with China. China's become very hostile. They weren't hostile with me. They weren't hostile with me. They called me sir. They don't call him sir. They called me sir. They called okay. me sir. And again, we need to talk about this. Like, and again, like legacy media, think about this event. He just called America's former top military general, who he previously called out 
to be executed and said to be continued dot 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 stupid. He says that a fictional character loves him. He says that China calls him sir. They go sir and that that shows that they respected him. If all you have to do to play this fool like a fiddle is call him sir, sir. <laughs> I mean just think about what Putin and all these people are doing to him. More on that in a moment. And here Donald Trump again this is He's giving this speech at a time over the weekend when we all knew about the Hamas terrorist attacks. We all knew that was going down. And he could have spoke about what was going on there, the American response, what he would do, any anything. Instead, he focuses on all of that. Plus, he says that he has a better body then President Biden. Here, play this clip. He's got a consultant somewhere. This is the worst consultant in politics that thinks he looks good in a bathing suit, right? <laughs> no, he, he spends so much time at the beach. And, you know, how do you do that? And, you know, I have a much better body than him. <laughs> but I'm not really sure that I want to <laughs> expose it with the sun blaring down and the sand, the surf, the wind, you know, you I mean, you know, it's not a pretty sight. I mean, a fascist clown. It, it is humiliating. He is a nuclear weapon of humiliation who disgraces our country by imploding like that every day. Like, if you are our enemies and you see that taking place and that that's a major American political part, just think about it in the opposite way. Think about it if we saw someone in Iran or in Russia or like a Kim Jong-un style person who would go up there and do that, we would mock the crap out of it every day, show how weak they are and use it. And that's what they're doing there. That's that's your legacy Republican Party, Brett. I, I, I just, I, I know you're criticizing him, but you clearly haven't seen the photos. I mean, oh, the one with the six pack? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I heard this very, is a photo, is a, photo, photo, photo realistic <laughs> shot. I think that, that is, is a so. very, very, very good body right there. <laughs> it, it is, it is humility. I don't care what your political party was before this. If you watched that and you were like, "Yeah, that's the type of leadership that I'm looking for." I mean, <laughs> come, come on. And we're going to we're going to talk about more because, you know, today in New Hampshire, Donald Trump brought back the xenophobic snake poem. I want to show Brett the supercut that really led to Midas Touch taking off that you did back in 2020 when you highlighted the poem he would read the snake. He talked about the snake again earlier today in a speech in New Hampshire after calling the terrorist attacks on Israel, quote, incredible. And then he's like, you want to hear the snake? This is incredible. You want to hear the snake poem? It's like actually just like it went down just like that. We'll show you that clip. I want to show Brett's video that he did of the snake. And then I want to mention this about the after show today. I want to highlight on the after show, I want to take out from our archives some of my other favorite Midas Ooh. videos. The same way the one we're going to show right now for everybody, the snake, which we, we did a commentary on that as well on Patreon before doing it here. 
Become a member of our Patreon. Here's what you got to do if you're watching this at home or listening wherever. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. And make sure you spell Midas Touch correctly. M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network, and we've built this network based on this incredible community. And one of the ways we're able to further build out our infrastructure, since we don't use outside investors, is through our Patreon. So you go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, and you can get access to the exclusive after shows, including the one we'll do after this show. And also once a month, we do a meetup with all of our members. You get to meet me, Brett, and Jordy. Um, and we always love doing that. And we're going to do another one in October. So again, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. And if you're on the fence about whether or not to do it or not, I would say this. If you're a member of our Patreon, put in the comments below, put in the chat if you think the content that we offer there is worth it. Just in case someone's like, should I do it? Should I not do it? That's how confident I am. And it's, again, a fun way to kind of crowdsource and build this network and not have outside investors. So check it out, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. When we come back from this quick break, I want to talk about Trump in New Hampshire. I want to talk about special counsel Jack Smith's opposition to Trump trying to continue the trial date in the Mar-a-Lago document theft case and much more. Let's take our first quick break of the day. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used Fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code MIDAS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code MIDAS to save an additional 10% off your order today. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? 
If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend that you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at that perfect temperature all night long. Now, using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at that perfect temperature all night so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than the bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com Midas to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Midas at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Midas to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this. Welcome back. We are live on the Midas Touch podcast. Thank you to our sponsors. We really appreciate our pro-democracy sponsors. You can support our sponsors with great products um, in the description below. Make sure you use the codes, get those discounts, and also special thanks to everybody who joined the uh, Patreon during the break. And if you didn't do it over the break, wait until the show ends. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch and join. We just crossed 5,000 patrons over the weekend, awesome. which is so great and so helpful. I want to try to get to 6,000 um, this month, which I think we could probably do in the next 10 days or so. Um, so if, any, if you can join patreon.com slash Midas Touch, help us get to that goal. W one other clip I wanted to show from Trump's speech in Iowa um, is this one where he claims, just so you know how delusional he is, right? J setting the scene for you again, we know about this horrific Hamas terrorist attack that took place. He's bragging about his body and saying it's better than President Biden's body, which is just the most ridiculous thing to even – it's false. And it's also just – what are you talking about? Weird. And, and here he is in 2023 talking about his belief that he won the state of Wisconsin, which he lost in 2020. And I want you to just think about this. This is what he's talking about now. Like, how big of a freaking loser can you be where you lost a state, you lost, and in 2023, you're saying you won a state that you lost? And I'll just say this to all the people who are watching from Wisconsin. Just if you have any friends or people who are on the fence, share this, share the whole, share all of Midas Touch with them, but specifically be like, if you're willing to lie about that, Everything you say, your whole discourse is a lie. Everything's a lie. Here, play this clip. I said to the farmers of Iowa, Nebraska, I said to all of them, Wisconsin, great place, Wisconsin, too. We actually won Wisconsin. We won Wisconsin. 
took them after the election to determine that, you know, after. Can you imagine that? You actually won Wisconsin. Like it's routine. Oh, well, that's. And when you see some of the other ones that come out, too. But we actually won. But it's, it's a great place. Not their fault. You know, we have a crooked system. We have a crooked system. Not their fault. They were angry. Everybody was angry. It was terrible. He lives in his own, which I guess is joined by other MAGA Republicans, like dystopian, fascist, alternative reality. It is not the objective reality of world that exists. It is a dangerous, fascist, deranged, weird place. And that's why I want to highlight it. That's not a party or a place anyone with sane and sound mind who cares about normalcy and compassion and stability, these things that we talk about at the Midas Touch Network, it transcends a political party. If you're a former conservative, if you're an actual conservative, not this MAGA mutation, not affiliated with political party, liberal, progressive, it, you should look at that and be repulsed and say, we may agree to disagree on issues, but we're forming this pro-democracy coalition that's going to make sure that that dangerous gaslighting lies and insanity is not controlling us. That's the moment that we must meet right now. And look what he did in New Hampshire, for example. Like here he is in New Hampshire. Which one should I play first? Why don't we talk about this is Donald Trump taking credit for President Biden rebuilding the economy after COVID hit. Here, play this clip. Believe it or not, the deal I made with China is, I think, even better. They have to buy 50 billion a product. But I don't even talk about it because of COVID. I don't even talk about it. We had the greatest economy in the history of the world. We had COVID and then I built it again, rebuilt it again. The stock market was actually higher than it was pre-COVID. It was pretty amazing. We did a great job on something that nobody had any idea what it was, COVID, when it came in. We did a great job. First off, COVID is still here. Okay, COVID still exists. Like, let's just be clear about that. But presumably, he's talking about after he left office, unless in his own delusional, dystopian mind, John Voigt is Anthony Hopkins, President Obama is President Biden, World War II was, start, was started by President Biden. That's what he is saying. And, and, and there needs to be, and I don't just say this facetiously, a very serious conversation because we know everything with them is projection. And I'm not, I, he should be held accountable. There's no insanity defense that he should be able to avail himself to. I want to be very clear about that. But either this is genuinely someone who is working purely as an agent on behalf of our enemies because of the things he says, or someone who is so utterly not of sound mind, I'll just be delicate with it. And, and, and the reality is it's probably both. Here he is saying that he went to Michigan, he says, to save. This is what he's saying. His whole thing was destroy unions. Now, he says he went to Michigan to save the United Auto Workers when he went to a non-union shop, had actors, because the media interviewed these people, hold up signs that said union workers for Trump, people who were not union workers, 
And then he proceeded to give a speech saying, I don't agree with the things that you're picketing for. You're there on the picket lines for the wrong reasons. And then the rest of his speech was saying that if you have electric ships, they, you'll get electrocuted and how he'd rather be electrocuted, he said, than be eaten by a shark. Like Those are the types of things he's talking about at these events. But here he is saying that he he alone went to there to sa- to save them. Just think about it. Think if you're in a union, if you're in a union, if you're a hard worker, this freaking con artist trader shows up, creates a fake scene, and then he has the audacity to continue to lie and said, I was there to save you. Play the clip. Up to Michigan to save the United Auto Workers from their union because their union was negotiating a terrible thing doing, a terrible thing. They were negotiating hourly wages, but they weren't talking about the electric vehicles because they can have all the wages they want, but in two years, they're not going to have a job if they go with this mandate. And Think the thing is, that- sorry, Brett. No, I, I mean, he, he. it's insulting enough that he pretends like he spoke in front of union workers when he went to a non-union shop and did not speak in front of union workers, had people pretend to be union workers. But it's doubly insulting when he actually goes out there and literally insults the union and says things like, you're not striking for the right reasons or you're, you're, you have terrible ideas striking for higher wages. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. And then he makes things up like so deviously, like he makes things up about this election electric uh, car issue, this electric vehicle issue, which he throws in there at the end, like what they really should be talking about. That's one of the main things that the union is negotiating right now is literally electric vehicles. But it's not about what Donald Trump wants to do and send them to China and say, no, America is not going to be in the electric vehicle business. This is what he wants. He mocks electric vehicles. He goes, America shouldn't be in the electric vehicle business vehicle business. That should be made by all these other countries. We should be focusing on gas cars, which is going to leave America in the dust in the future. What the union actually wants to negotiate and what they're successfully negotiating, the UAW, is ensuring that the big automakers make their union batter- make their electric batteries with union workers in union shops. And they are actually having success at doing that. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump, who is actually detrimental to the whole process and is trying to turn union workers against new technologies, which will actually be at the crux of a lot of these jobs going forward. But you even have UAW President Sean Fain announcing just days ago that General Motors agreed in writing to bring its electric battery plants under the national master labor contract after the UAW made it clear that this was very important to them. This is what the union is fighting for. And so then Trump has the nerve to insult union workers and insult their intelligence by saying that it's his idea to do all this. And meanwhile, you shouldn't even be focused on the electric vehicle stuff. You shouldn't be doing that at all because China's going to do those jobs anyway, is what Trump says. The whole thing is so insulting. But I think the union workers, I think they're a lot smarter. They're hands-on with these products every day. They're intimately involved with the negotiations of the UAW, and they actually know what's going on, and they know bullshit when they see it. And so when this con artist speaks, and he says things so blatantly insulting and false, 
I think it rings a bell inside all these workers' heads that goes, this guy is a con man. This person cannot be trusted. And that's why the union continues to reject him over and over again. Right after the speech, also, Trump went on his social media app and he started begging the UAW to endorse him. He mocked them and then begged them to endorse him while insulting them in this message also and saying, all your jobs are going away anyway. That's your pitch. This is your pitch to get the union workers on your side. You continue to lie. Meanwhile, the union president, UAW president, Sean Fain, and we covered this a few weeks ago on the podcast, he's already come out forcefully against Donald Trump in general. He literally called Trump, quote, what is wrong with this country? He said it was a, quote, pathetic irony that Donald Trump would come to Michigan and go to a non-union plant and said that Trump represents the billionaire class and everything that the union stands against. And those are the facts. Union workers, American workers, most Americans know a snake when they see one. They know that Donald Trump is the snake, that the GOP let in and take over their party and become the MAGA Republican Party. This is from the New Hampshire speech earlier today, where Donald Trump called the attacks on Israel by Hamas, quote, incredible. And then he says, you want me to read you the poem? I know you love the poem. Can I read you the snake poem? Here, play this clip. And now it even pertains to Israel. What happened yesterday was incredible. I mean, well, so many people killed. I don't know if you've been here, but the number was much bigger than they reported even this morning. It's a very big number. Very, very big number. And vicious, too. Vicious. Young children just slaughtered. It's terrible what's going on. So uh, this is the snake. And it's, people love it. And I do it if people want to hear it. Some people have heard it. Some people haven't. But we'll do it, Right. So here's the snake. People love it. People want to hear it. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you the snake. Incredible. 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 And then even where he tried, like, he doesn't think it's horrific. So even where he like kind of for a second, like he kind of mumbled that part. He was like, it's, they're vicious. The vicious part stimulated his mind more than the horrific part. And he's like, it it was vicious. And they're horrific. Who wants to hear the snake? Y'all want to hear the snake poem? And so back in 2020, when Midas Touch was first being created, and we didn't really know what it was going to be, we just knew we wanted to do something. Um, Because every day with Donald Trump out there saying the things he was doing, we knew how dangerous it was. So the second video Brett ever created for Midas Touch, and I'll try to take some credit for it, but it was mostly Brett who, who did it. It's called The Snake. And what Brett did is he used the speech, the snake that Donald Trump keeps talking about. And it's a it's a poem about a woman who brings in the snake, tries to treat the snake, and then ultimately the snake kills the woman. And the and it's a it's a xenophobic poem to basically be saying, Don't allow At least people. he uses it as a xenophobic poem. He uses exactly. He uses it as a xenophobic poem and he, re, and he reads it. So take a look. This is one of the first Midas Touch videos ever from circa 2020. This is our rendition of the snake showing that Donald Trump is the snake that the GOP let in. Play the clip. Who has heard the poem called The Snake? My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. Well-documented and severe financial downturn in the past year. You you know about sexual predators and things like that. I mean, uh... You sir- are one. All right. That's- and it's more than anger. It's hatred. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists down the path along the lake. A tender-hearted 
woman saw a poor half-frozen steak. You'll absolutely love Trump steaks. More than 150 former students allege Trump University was a fraud. Persistently illegal conduct at the president's charity. Take me in, oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, oh tender woman. Sigh, the vicious to denounce what happened in 2016. President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. He withheld the money, he withheld the meeting, he used it to coerce Ukraine to do these political investigations. The American embassy in Baghdad under siege. He stroked his pretty skin again and held him tight. The Chinese government awarded Ivanka Trump's brand seven new trademarks. They're pack of grifters. His campaign manager's got two condos, a Ferrari, a yacht, and they're all just fleecing the campaign. That snake gave her a vicious bite. The coronavirus. This is their new hoax. U.S. now leading the world in death. No, I don't take responsibility at all. This is a great success story. I have saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me heavens wide. You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. We want to terminate health care. And then I see the disinfectant. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. I always get chills at the end of it. Unfortunately, it's still as relevant now as it won as it was then. But Brett, with that ad, you really change the game in how political ads are created. It's it is powerful. You hit all of the points. And uh, just as a reminder to everybody, if you join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. I want to show two other of the, I'll take it out of our archives, two of the other videos that Brett did, which I think also are as relevant today as they were then. And also, as I mentioned before, we don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. So one of the ways you can help us grow this network, and you see the growth with things like MidasTouch.com. Special shout out, by the way, there to our editorial team led by Ron Filipkowski, our editor in chief. Thank you, everybody who became members of our Patreon that let us expand to things like building out the website. Again, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. But like the coverage Filipkowski is leading over there is yeah. everything that doesn't exist in the media right now that I want to make sure is the focus, which is here's what he's saying, here's the danger accurate facts that are delivered in a digestible way. Real shout out to Ron Filipkowski and the team right there. I want to show also this post that Donald Trump just made earlier in the day as well, saying that Forbes is conspiring with New York Attorney General to engage in election interference, that Forbes is part of Donald Trump's conspiracy theory in his mind. Also, I want to talk about what Jack Smith filed earlier, and then we have some good President Biden news as well with the economy and also the powerful statement that was put out as well. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Let's take our last quick break of the day and then let's cover those topics. We will be right back after this quick break. Being on top of your mental health game is so important. And as you know, we here at the Midas Touch Network are working around the clock. And it's easy to fall into bad habits or routines because, well, life gets in the way, especially with your diet. 
Frankly, I think most people can relate. Everyday life does get in the way, making it challenging to find a healthy snack without all the sugar and junk. Now, if you're busy and constantly on the go like me, you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why Mosh protein bars were mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Mosh now has a new line of plant-powered protein bars in three delicious flavors. For those who want all of the protein and brain support of the original bar, now made with plant-based ingredients. I have a Mosh bar literally every day to kick off my morning, and it has totally improved my performance. I love the taste, especially of the peanut butter Mosh bar, delicious. Not to mention the packaging, it makes it super easy to take them with me if I ever find myself hungry between meetings. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain fit-fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. Welcome back. We're live here on the Midas Touch podcast. Special shout out to our sponsors. Mosh is really, really good. I always have a Mosh bar at least once a day. You know, I'm trying to trying to get that healthy lifestyle uh, going. I love it. As I gear, look, because look, you know, as we as we go into 2024, we got to gear up physically and emotionally. <laughs> we we you know we 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 got to get in the game always. And so I take my mosh and yeah, thanks to all of our pro democracy sponsors. And by the way, so many people are joining um, this Patreon right now. So thank you everybody who joined patreon.com slash Midas touch. And if you haven't joined now, as soon as the show ends, join to get that after show exclusive after show, which I'm excited to show you, Brett, powerful, powerful ad with the snake. We should maybe do an updated one as well. Although I think it still pretty much holds exactly like that. I just wanted to show you this as we kind of go to the depths of depravity of Donald Trump's delusion. Here's, here's what he posted. It's like quadruple incriminating, like in every single case, this incriminates him. I'm going to do a hot take on this and I'm going to do it in, you know, for the morning because he incriminates himself like five different times here. He goes, China owned China Investment Corp, the country's sovereign wealth fund, and very badly failing Forbes magazine, which lost most of its relevance long ago, and which knows less about me than Stormy Daniels, who doesn't know me at all, or Rosie O'Donnell, took me off their fake Forbes 400 list by the whisker, even though they know that I should be high up on that now very dated and discredited antique. They are working with the racist and highly incompetent job-killing attorney general in New York, Letitia Peekaboo James, who has allowed murder and violent crime in the state to hit epidemic levels. China-owned Forbes is a participant in the election interference scam. And after what I have done to China, with hundreds of billions of dollars being paid to the U.S., who can blame them? For years, Forbes has attacked me with really dumb writers assigned to hit me hard. And I am now up 60 points on the Republicans and beating crooked Joe Biden 
by a lot so much for Forbes. Well, we know with the deposition testimony of Michael Cohen that one of the things that Donald Trump did to inflate his valuations was so specifically he could be on the Forbes list. So it actually is the motivation one of them, also he didn't want to pay taxes for his fraudulent financial valuation. So that's number one. Number two, he says that who doesn't know me at all regarding Stormy Daniels. So he's making a statement that he doesn't even know her. So Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg would like to use that when that becomes an evidence in front of the jury. Well, Donald Trump claims he doesn't know you at all. Is that accurate? She's going to say, well, here's the photo. Here's when we had a, a two and a half seconds of sex. Here's the hush well, money payments. That's that what he said with Eugene Carroll too. Interesting. How it all, uh, all the same excuse always. Well, exactly. It, it could be used in that case. And then special counsel Jack Smith's going to use it in his case as well. And Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is going to use it in her case, right? They're going to say, okay, so according to Donald Trump, Forbes is involved in this. Just ladies and gentlemen of the jury, just so you see what the lies he's willing to do, he says that Forbes magazine conspired to overthrow the election because they didn't want him on the Forbes 400 or 500 list. So that's no. that. Speaking of special counsel Jack Smith, he filed a opposition to Donald Trump tried to, in a reply brief, request a motion to continue trial. So like, just like everything Donald Trump does is like the wrong way or like sneaky, right? He waits until a reply brief. So they file a brief asking for a continuance of SEPA deadlines, which is Classified Information Procedures Act deadlines, but it kind of looked like a motion to continue trial. So we called it out here like, are you asking to continue the trial? Because that's kind of how it reads. But he didn't call it a motion to continue trial. Then Jack Smith called him out on it. And then Trump is so transparent in the reply brief, Trump then files a motion to continue the trial in a reply because the, re because the reply is your last word. So in other words, he didn't want Jack Smith to be able to file an opposition. So what did Jack Smith do? He just treated the reply as a motion to continue trial and just filed an opposition. It's like, okay, well, you filed a new motion and you just called it a reply. And here's why we're opposing it. And it basically just went through that all of Donald Trump's excuses are just like, either lies or like, okay, they're claiming that they don't want the trial or that the Fort Pierce division, that's where Judge Cannon is the federal judge, that that's not equipped to handle sensitive compartmented information facilities. And Jack Smith's like, well, Judge Cannon, because he knows the Cannon's trying to help Trump, you must have known that when you set trial date. It's your courtroom and you set the trial date in May. The only thing that's changed is that they've now built out a skiff in Fort Pierce. So the only difference now is the thing that would cut against the delay because now there is a skiff and Judge Cannon, you knew that because the reality is, is Cannon should have set trial in Miami where there is a skiff, right? But Jack Smith just exposing her, exposing Trump. It is a total clown show with Trump and Cannon. And you see the types of judges Trump appoints and it's kind of Trump right-wing clown show, not conservative, just incompetent people, like objectively just like incompetent, not intellectually curious people. Speaking of that, Brett, total chaos and pandemonium right amongst MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives. 
I think we may have just lost Ben, actually. I don't know if everybody could still see Ben or if Ben froze. No, no, I think Ben actually froze for everybody. We'll see if we can get Ben back. But yeah, these judges that Donald Trump has put for... Can you see me now? Am I back? I could, I could see you and I could hear you now. You're back in action. I don't know what was happening there. Anyway, I was, I was, uh, I was ready to take over the show. I, I was, I was set. I was, I was good to go. <laughs> hey, I was, I was just saying that. Speaking of kind of MAGA Republican incompetence and chaos in the House of Representatives, you had Kevin McCarthy acting like he was going to run again. Like I'll give people more updates there, but you have Kevin McCarthy claiming that like he may be a good speaker. He thinks that he should be the speaker. Like beyond, beyond chaotic. I, I, I could talk about that a little bit. Maybe you want to log off and, and come back in because uh, your internet's a little spotty. Um, but yeah, Kevin McCarthy's new strategy now is he views this as an opportunity that he could get back into power as speaker. He's not exactly saying that, but he's not not saying that. And so Kevin McCarthy's now been asked if the Republicans were to nominate you for this position, because they actually had a closed door meeting tonight about it. They're supposed to vote on this this week. And I don't know if that's going to happen or not going to happen, but they're supposed to vote on this this week. They asked Kevin McCarthy, if you were to be nominated, would you take the job? And he did not say no. And so I think we know where Kevin McCarthy's head is at. And I think Kevin McCarthy is starting to feel a little cocky and almost vindicated by all this chaos and in kind of a twisted, sick way by seeing the events unfolding in Israel and going, look, look what Matt Gates did. Look what all these other people did. They they ousted me from the speakership and now we have no speaker. And look, they wanted to shut down the government. And guess what? I, I did everything we could not to shut down the government. Imagine if our government was shut down during all this. So he's kind of weaponizing all of that to make the case for himself as speaker. Meanwhile, the two current top candidates for Speaker of the House in the Republican Party are two of the most depraved people in the United States Congress. Not that they would pick anyone other than that, but the two top candidates right now are Representative Jim Jordan, who is somebody who has covered up for sexual abuse at the Ohio State University and somebody who is intimately involved in the insurrection on January 6th. So that's number one. I guess that goes in the uh, lineage of people like Dennis Hastert, who were Speaker of the House for the Republicans, who was convicted and dubbed by a judge to be a serial uh, child molester. This is just who the Republicans decide to put forth as their leaders. I, ironically, that's their most successful Speaker of the House in this century, uh, uh, Hastert. Um, so you got Jim Jordan on one end uh, leading, and then you got Steve Scalise. Scalise, a representative who has literally attended white nationalist conferences run by David Duke, who is a KKK leader, leader of the Ku Klux Klan, and has referred to himself as, quote, David Duke without the baggage. That's an actual quote from Steve Scalise talking about himself. Speaking about himself, do you understand how sick that is? And I know a lot of people often bring up all these allegations about Jim Jordan, and they bring up the horrific behavior, the horrific sexual abuse that he covered up. But I urge you to actually look into the specific claims out there. I'm not going to get deep into the weeds on those right now, but it is really horrific, disgusting behavior that he covered up. Do we have read the captain of the wrestling team's video though? Because I do think it's, it's short, 
And I do think it's worth playing where he had it's it's the testimony of the captain of the wrestling team who talks about when Jim Jordan called him up and and started crying and groveling Jordan was and saying please don't report the coach and and, yeah. and Jordan wanted to cover it up. Do we have that one? Yeah, let's play that. This is disgusting. You people have the power to do something. Ohio State is too arrogant. They think it's going to go away. Jim Jordan called me crying. Crying. Groveling. On the 4th of July. Begging me to go against my brother. Begging me. Crying for a half hour. That's the kind of cover-ups that's going on there. Now, you guys can sit and act like it's not going on, but I I got a a lot of other stuff here. Emails that were taken out of my mailbox. That's a crime. And here's MAGA Republican. I mean, you know, when you... It was important that we showed that because it's such compelling honest testimony of a victim of the predator and another predator, Jim Jordan. And here, MAGA Republican Nancy Mace, she was doing her round of interviews, I guess, trying to tar... I mean, she's already thrown out any ability to claim any type of centrist mantle. That that sailed a long time ago. But here she is, I guess, competing to be Matt Gates's next sidekick, you know, other than Lauren Boebert. I mean, it's, it's, I guess, I guess, look, when Nancy Mace went in front of Trump Tower, when Trump mocked her, and then she said, but Donald Trump loves me. Look, I'm in front of Trump Tower. Everyone needs to vote for me. I love Donald Trump. Look, here's my Trump hat. I love this tower. I mean, that was probably the sign that her judgment is absurdly horrific. But here she is going, and she's, you know, she does this like interview tour where like she just, makes a mockery of herself. I guess if you don't have shame, you can't be shamed. But here she is endorsing Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House, but then claiming that she doesn't know about the sexual abuse cover-up scandal. Play this clip. I know you've been outspoken about um, defending victims of sexual assault through the past allegations against Jim Jordan Mm -hmm. that he turned a blind eye to sexual abuse. Give you any reservations? I yeah, I'm not a familiar or that? aware with that. I he's not indicted on anything that I'm aware of. And so I don't I don't know anything and can't speak to that. But I will it's say that I have State been, University as you said, Margaret, a very yeah, I don't I don't know anything and I, I don't know anything about that. What I do know is that I've been a very strong voice for women. I've talked to Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise about that. I've been a very strong advocate for rape victims, as you mentioned earlier. The Judiciary Committee, as with him as chairman, recently passed a rape kit bill that Barbara Lee and I are working on. And those are the facts and the data that I have to work with, and I've had a very positive experience with him in that regard. The facts and the data that you have to work with. Maybe you've self-selected a flawed data set, but perhaps if you just Googled it, 
you could look into a very serious issue. We could send you this article, Nancy Mace. There's an article on MidasTouch.com. It's called Jim Jordan Sex Abuse Cover-Up Explained. It has all the details on there. And if you don't know even the base level facts here, you don't belong in Congress whatsoever. Whether you heard it or you didn't hear it, it's your job to know this stuff, especially if you want to make this person one of the single most powerful people in the country. And it's not even like there was one or two victims which would have been bad enough. There were over 177 victims, over 177 victims. And when the doctor at OSU was accused of this, when all the evidence came out, the doctor died by suicide. That's how serious this situation got. And there are dozens and dozens and dozens of stories like the individual we played on the video who have come out and have said that Jim Jordan knew about it all, that they went to Jim Jordan and asked him to help, asked him to make the abuse stop. And he ignored it every step of the way. And then years later, when these stories started to come out, Jim Jordan would call up these athletes, call up these former students, and he would call them crying and begging them not to discuss this with the authorities, with prosecutors, with the press. That is the kind of individual we are dealing with here. This is the person who runs the House Weaponization Committee. This is the person they want to make Speaker of the House. Are you kidding me? And I want to be clear. The person they want to make Speaker of the House. And why these MAGA Republicans are so cowardly. Look, it'd be one thing if she said the following. Look, these are very serious allegations. I've conducted a thorough and extensive evaluation. And based upon the evidence before me, I feel this and have an evidence-based answer. Now, she could come out and say, I think that the she, she couldn't do this because the evidence is so overwhelming. But she could say, I think that the evidence is flawed. Let me give you an example of the data that I'm not convinced about this. Or she can say, I've read this. I've looked at the evidence. The evidence is overwhelming. But nonetheless, it is important, and this is a horrific thing to say, that we find a leader and he's the only person we can reach a consensus on. So despite these allegations, the person who I know is not that person who's described there. And again, that would be horrific. But the, the one of the main things that I talk about here on the network is I, I want to have I, I want to have a conversation that exists in the realm of reality. And I don't want to be lied to and gaslighted in, in every conversation. Yeah. So again, her cop out, the same thing that the MAGA Republicans do when you know Donald Trump threatens to execute a former military general or when Donald Trump posts the horrific and hateful you know, things and when Donald Trump talks about overthrowing our constitution. You know, it'd be one thing if the MAGA Republicans were like, look, and by the way, this again would be horrific, but at least they would exist in reality. They would say, hey, He's posting these things, and I think that as a country, we've moved past this experiment called a democracy, and we need an authoritarian in power who will create a Putin-style oligarchy and who will benefit the rich and will screw over workers. And this is being honest, <laughs> but, but I'm exactly it would be again. You would at least be engaged, and 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 this goes to their cowardice. Why don't they do that? 
They, why do they have to trick people? Why do they need to divide? Why do they need to talk about the green M&Ms and the Mr. Potato Head and the Bud Light and get people angry over this issue and, and start talking about bathrooms and spreading the hate to divide us because they know that their ideas are not palatable to the American people. They know that if they actually talked about their ideas in honest, candid discussions that we, the American people, deserve, not only would they never uh, win an election, they cannot exist as a political party. So their very existence is based on dividing us and spreading vicious lies to try to conceal who they really are. And my only point on all of these discussions is let's go through the evidence. Let's go through the facts. Let's have an honest conversation. And that shouldn't be, oh, that makes you a very progressive liberal. That, makes, that should be hungry for the truth. And that's what we want a platform here at the Midas Touch Network. The truth, the evidence, the data. And Brett, there's some good data though coming out, data about President Biden. Can you share some of the uh, job report data and also the statement that President Biden was able to put together while MAGA Republicans were attacking him as though he was doing nothing and legacy media spread it? Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to also just wrap up that segment for a bit on the speaker race because that is ongoing. And I just want to say at the time of this recording, just to give you a sense about the extent of the GOP implosion, all those people who I had mentioned already as being the top candidates, they have nowhere near the votes needed to actually become Speaker of the House. So this is one of the reasons why the Republicans right now are in complete disarray, because they've nominated these two horrific people, these two incredibly depraved people, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, and they both do not have a path to even become Speaker, which is one of the reasons that McCarthy is sitting back and McCarthy's going, oh, if these two don't work out, maybe I could get them to actually vote for me. Or, you know, I, I don't think he'll go for Democrat support, but maybe he'll have a come, uh, you know, maybe he'll uh, have an epiphany and decide to come around, but we'll see. But there's going to be a candidate ultimately that has to come out of this. And currently, the two people who they have out in front are not the ones who are looking like they're going to be Speaker of the House. This could change at any point, of course, but it just shows you the level of clownery that we are dealing with in this party. But in reality, in the world of data, Ben, in the world of actually getting things accomplished, despite the best efforts of these MAGA Republicans to lie about the economy every single day to hope for a recession, to pretend that we're in a recession. The jobs reports every month keep coming out and keep refuting that narrative over and over and over again. And lost in, I, I don't want this to get lost in all the other news because it is important that we speak about these job numbers because there was a blockbuster jobs report that came out on Friday after we recorded our last show that showed that employers in the U.S. added 336,000 jobs in September. That was nearly double, nearly two times the number of jobs that economists had predicted, nearly double. And you had all the news networks 
just waiting for a bad jobs report. You had them all sitting back. Oh, we're expecting the economy to dip this month. We're expecting that the jobs numbers went through. You had Fox, you had all, all the networks, quite frankly, you had the New York Times homepage, you had the CNN homepage, all kind of hoping for bad economic news. The result was actually very positive economic news. 336,000 jobs, wages growing and outpacing inflation, the U.S. continuing to have the lowest inflation of any major economy in the world. Not only did we have those 336,000 jobs, but they had upward revisions for past months and added 119,000 jobs added to past months of revisions, which brings it to nearly 14 million jobs added under President Biden. And like I was saying, the news media was ready to cover this as a negative story. So when the positive news came out, did they shift? Did they change the framing of the stories that they had pre-written to adjust to the new information? Of course not. They went forward with these headlines that were quite frankly so incredibly deceptive and are just show you how that there is no winning when Democrats are in charge and how the press covers the economy. These are two examples that I want to put forward here. This is CNN and this is the New York Times, some of the most visited websites, publications on the planet, right? You have CNN here. I, this is like what we would say as a parody, Ben. <laughs> Why the shockingly good jobs report is going to cost you. You may think that this is great news about the jobs market, but it's not. The New York Times, U.S. job growth surges past expectations in troubling news for the Fed. And the New York Times was actually so shamed by people online that they ended up changing this later on to be a positive headline to reflect the news. But it shows you this knee-jerk reaction to label everything as bad. And it shows you the way they frame things, right? Because I want to be clear. Good news? Oh, this is bad for the economy. What's the Fed going to do now? Oh, this is bad. Jobs? Too many people have jobs. We're hoping people would have lost jobs. The economy is too hot. Too hot. If it was a bad jobs report, what would they have said? Oh, here comes the recession. So much for Bidenomics. So they could have it both ways the way they report on this. And that's what they do every single time. And if you look at jobs reports from the Trump administration that were on CNN, where he had added half the amount of jobs, the headlines were vastly different. They were extremely positive when he added half the number of jobs. So I think it's important to look at this stuff. I think it's important to call it out and to just present the data as we know it without all that ridiculous editorializing by the mainstream press, which is pushing their narratives because they're run and operated by these billionaire owners who just care about tax cuts and don't give a damn about the fascism that could come along with it. Anyway, before we get out of here, I really do want to read this international statement because while Republicans all day were spending all their time on X or Twitter or whatever, you, not a great branding exercise, right? When People don't even know what to call the app, don't even know what to refer to it as. But as these Republicans were spreading their lies and disinformation on X all day, what was President Biden doing? President Biden was meeting with advisors. He was meeting with experts. He was discussing the situation unfolding in Israel with the international community, with our allies. And they put together a joint statement, which I want to read for you right now. And I know President Biden on Tuesday is going to be giving a speech 
giving the American people updates on what's going on. But for now, I'm going to read this statement that he released. And this statement was released with the leaders of France, Germany, Germany, Italy, the United Kingdom, and the USA. Today, the leaders of France, Germany, Italy, the UK, and the United States of America released the following joint statement following their call. Today, we, President Macron of France, Chancellor Schultz of Germany, Prime Minister Maloney of Italy, Prime Minister Sunak of the United Kingdom, and President Biden of the United States express our steadfast and united support to the state of Israel and our unequivocal condemnation of Hamas and its appalling act of terrorism. We make clear that the terrorist actions of Hamas have no no justification, no legitimacy, and must be universally condemned. There is never any justification for terrorism. In recent days, the world has watched in horror as Hamas terrorists massacred families in their homes, slaughtered over 200 young people enjoying a music festival, and kidnapped elderly women, children, and entire families who are now being held as hostages. Our countries will support Israel in its efforts to defend itself and its people against such atrocities. We further empathize that this is not a moment for any party hostile to Israel to exploit these attacks to seek advantage. All of us recognize the legitimate aspirations of the Palestinian people and support equal measures of justice and freedom for Israelis and Palestinians alike. But make no mistake, Hamas does not represent those aspirations and it offers nothing for the Palestinian people other than more terror and bloodshed. Over the coming days, we will remain united and coordinated together as allies and as common friends of Israel to ensure Israel is able to defend itself and to ultimately set the conditions for a peaceful and integrated Middle East region. I thought that was an incredibly powerful statement with the United States and our allies at this moment of time. And it shows you the work that's happening behind the scenes, not on Twitter, not by people spouting off with their thumbs, but by the people actually doing the real work, the real important work to try to bring peace across the world, to support our allies and to make important, powerful statements that are not just words, but that are backed up with actions. And I think that is so important. Couldn't agree with you more there, Brett. And uh, everyone, check out MidasTouch.com. Again, another shout out to Ron Filipkowski, our editor-in-chief, who runs an incredible editorial team, a cre- an incredible team of writers who are, I think, reshaping the game about what journalism should have always been about and bringing back that concept right there. Just the facts. Give me the data. Show me and just say what it is and prioritize the existential threats first and, and and frame it that way. So great work to the team there. I'm so proud of them. I picked out the three videos, Brett, that I want to bring Ooh, back up from our archive on our Patreon after show. You ready for this? Let's the looters, it. hashtag Trump loots, women scare Trump, hashtag women scare Trump. And then our Father's Day special Fred's failure that we put out on Father's Day. That one's um, uh, stinging to say the least. We will <laughs> show <laughs> we will show those three videos. We'll do a community viewing on our Patreon, and remember to become a member of our Patreon. We don't have outside investors, so now's the time. Where after this show ends, go to p a t r e o n dot com slash m e i d a s t 
T-O-U-C-H. That's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Become a member, help grow this independent media platform. As I said, we don't have outside investors and we're growing this brick by brick. And already we've done the analysis, Brett, actual data. More people watch us on YouTube digital than watch Fox or watch CNN. So just think about that. And without outside investors, that is something I am proud of. Um, Even if you can't join patreon.com slash Midas Touch, the best way you can help out, first and foremost, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you register voters who will vote for democracy. The best day to start that was yesterday. The next best day to start that is today. You could be the difference maker. If this community gets involved, I mean it. This could be the difference in the election. And we have time right now to be the difference makers. That's the best thing you can do. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you register voters. The next best thing that you can do is spread the word about the Midas Touch Network. Make sure you're subscribed, not just to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, but wherever you get audio podcasts, search out Midas Touch, M-E, make sure you spell it correctly, M-E-I, don't do the M-I-D stuff, M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H, Midas Touch Podcast, and make sure you hit subscribe to the audio podcast, Um, and that helps the algorithms there, and we're going to start actually doing some more of the hot takes on the audio um, podcast feed as well, so please, it's free to do that, so go there, just like it's free to subscribe to our YouTube Subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to our audio by searching Midas Touch Podcast. Check out MidasTouch.com. MidasTouch.com is free. Make it your homepage. Share it with friends and family and coworkers and neighbors and people that you know. Subscribe to our Instagram, also free. Um, And then if you want to help grow this platform, you can become a member on our YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you see that dollar sign. You can buy people memberships. Um, you can uh, ask to get a membership as a gift from people. You can get yourself a membership. That unlocks all of the emojis that you see. That's different than the Patreon, so I don't want there to be confusion, but that helps grow this platform as well, and you get access to all the emojis there. And again, you can gift people unlimited memberships if that's what you want to do, and that would be helpful to if people want to become members. And then also, you got patreon.com slash Midas Touch, which I've been talking about, which has the exclusive after shows, and then you can meet with Brett, uh, me, and Jordy when we host our exclusive meetup on Zoom on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. And finally, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the community you all built. This is a passionate, compassionate, uh, unapologetically pro-democracy, intelligent community. And that's something that I will make sure I work each and every day to make you all proud because what you've built here is a force for good. I recognize that, and I'm honored to be shoulder to shoulder with you and the hard work you put in each and every day for this community, for this uh, country, for our democracy. Thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts. All right, Brett, time for patreon.com slash Midas Touch After Show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Brett, since Jordy can't do it, I'll let you give the final word of the show. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. The Midas Mighty.
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.